So here we'll talk about one um, fascinating idea in Parshas Mishpatim, which is this week's Parsha, the Torah portion of Mishpatim. Mishpatim really is the first Parsha in the Torah that deals with so many different, you know, legal, you know, the legal halachas of the Torah. And it's a tremendous amount. Uh, it's the foundation of the Gemaras, Baba Kama, Baba Basra, all these in Yonim, all of the, really, the legalese, if you will, of Torah, as uh, much of it is based on Parshas Mishpatim. Now we have an idea that we discussed a number of times, and that really the Ramban talks about that already, and that is that every union in Torah, every idea that Torah tells us, has its simple pshat, and its you know, literal, uh, very physical um, explanation. But every le- idea in Torah has levels on top of levels of soydas, of, of uh, secrets, um, that really are being alluded to in the Torah. In the words of the Ramban is that at Torah, um, it talks about the way it is down here, but it's alluding to spiritual things. When they're learning the same idea in Torah in Gan Eden, or in the Masifta Dirakia, or when this idea of Torah was, was learned before the world was even created, it had a spiritual deeper meaning. And the Shalah, the Shalah Kodesh of Bishai Horowitz in the Sefer, Shnei Luchas Abris, he wrote that, what's that, 350 years ago, he writes, he says more so, he says, the Ramban says that Teres Medaberes Betachtoinim Vreimezes Be'elyonim is talking down here and it's alluding to up there. I say that it's Medaberes Be'elyonim Vreimezes Betachtoinim. That the real pshat, he says, is the spiritual pshat and it also alludes to the way things are in this world. Anyhow, that's a, an introduction that I'm giving because what we're going to do today, I hope our time will suffice, but we're going to look at one halacha of the Torah, the way it is in its legal, simple pshat, and the soydas, the secrets, or some of the secrets that are being alluded to in this pasuk. So the pasuk is here, and you have it in front of you in the papers, in Perichav Beis, pasuk Vav, uh, really pasuk Vav through Ches, chapter 22, verses uh, 6 through 8. And it's, it's really talking about the story of a pikadon. Um, when a person gives, uh, how do you say a pikadon in English? It's uh, uh, collateral. Is that, that's one of the mashkan, I think. Yeah. A pikadin is when you give something to watch. Um, oh, the word is eluding me. When you give someone to watch something, we have the shoimrim, the four different types of, of watchers, of guards and terror. I'm sorry? Guardian. Guardian, Guardian. we have a shemr chinam, a shemr right? So it says, person gives his friend money or, uh, or vessels to watch. The gunav mi beisayish. It is stolen from the house of the shomer, of the of the guard, of the guard, the watchman. So in Yimatzi Hagan of Yishalem Shnaim, that's easy. If you find the thief, the thief has to pay double. We had the basic idea: a thief pays double. That's the concept of kofel. Imlo Yimatzi Hagan. What if we don't find the thief? So you have the owner, and the owner gives it to the watchman. The watchman saying it was stolen from me, but we never found the thief. V'nikra balabayis alokim imlo shalach yadavim lachas reyehu. So the, the watchman goes to the bezdin and he takes an oath. You know, I didn't touch it. And therefore, I'm putter, I'm absolved. And again, <clears throat> then that goes into the halachas. If he's a shomer chinam, so if he says it was stolen, he's absolved. Shomer sachar, if he says it was an ones, it was uh, taken against my will. But whatever it is, in a situation where the watchman took an oath and says, I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. Okay. Then we have the pasuk that I want to focus on. Al kol dvar pesha. And that is, what if we find out that the watchman lied? And that's a big area in halacha. So the balabayas, the owner, gave it to the watchman, the shomer. The shomer says, oh, it was stolen. And he swore that it was stolen. But then we find out that he really took it himself. That he lied. And he was negligent. And it's, he's responsible. 
So I'll call Var Pesha and any negligence, I'll shore, I'll hamor, I'll say, I'll salma. Whether it was an axe, whether it was a donkey, whether it was a sheep, whether it was a garment, I'll call Aveda, anything that was lost. And it's it's proven that it was that he was the one who was negligent or he took it. So then Adolakim Yova Dvarshneyam, this the the uh, this court case should be brought to the Bezdin. Asher Yashin or Lakim Yishalom Shnayim Lereihu, and whoever the Bezdin finds is faulty, is the one that uh, that's responsible, has to pay double, has to pay kofel. That's the halacha. So let's read from Rashi and the Chumash. I'll call Varpesha. Sheyimotzi Shakron Bishvu Asay. If the watchman was found to be a Shakron, if he was false, if he was a liar, and when he swore, Sheyidu Edim Shehu Atzmei Gonvay. Edim come and say he's the one who stole it. Here the watchman said someone else stole it. Edim said no, 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 he stole it. And the Bezdin finds that he is guilty according to the Edim. He, the watchman, then has to pay double. The Torah is teaching us A person who, um, again, he's the watchman, he's responsible, and he says it was stolen from him. And is found that he is the one who stole it. He has to pay the Kefal. Uh, he has to pay the double. The Amosai, when is this? Bizman Shanishba Vacharkach Bo Edim. Again, so the watchman swore, he took an oath, he says, Oh, it wasn't me, someone else stole it. Edim witnesses come and say he was him who stole it. So he's responsible and he has to pay the double. He has to pay double. That's the Pshat of the Pasuk, according to basic Pshat, according to basic Halacha, based on the Gemara, the way the Rashi tells us. That's the Pshat of the story. The question is, what is the deeper message? What is the sod? What is the secrets that the Torah is alluding to here that's above and beyond this basic truth of Allah? And that's what we are going to focus over here. So, and we see a number of fascinating points. The, starting with the following. Whenever we talk about a watchman, a watchman who's a watchman, what are we really referring to? In other words, if we go deeper, what are we alluding to? Who's the ultimate watchman? And the answer is, each and every one of us is a shomer. What are we a shomer of? Our neshama. Hashem entrusts us when we're born with a neshama. And not only when we're born, every morning we wake up and we say, that Hashem returned my neshama to me. Each day we are given the most precious possession of Hashem to safekeep, to guard, and to use it in the proper way. Right? And that is not just a, a Hasidic idea, that's based on, a, on Gemaras, a number of Gemaras. Let's read one of them. The Gemara says, "Misach the Shabbos, Tafkuf Nun Beis Amud Beis." One fifty-two on the second side. Tanu Rabbanu, Varuach Toshev Elulakim Hashem Nesana. That's a pasuk from Kohelas. Shlomo Melech writes, "The Spirit will return to Hashem who gave it." Says the Gemara, "Tanal Loikim Hashem Nesana Lacha." We should return it to Hashem the way it was given to us. Betara, Hashem gave us a soul, a pure soul. Afata, Betara. We should return it in its pure state. Without selling it, the Gemara says, "Mashal Amalek Basar B'Tam is a mashal for from a king of flesh and blood." Shecholak Big Day Malchus La'Avodot. He had his clothes servants and he gave them royal garments. Pikhin Shebehen, the wise servants, Kiflum V'Nichum B'Kufsa. They kept them carefully. They folded them. They took care of them. They held they held them in, in the proper um, proper shelves. The silly ones, they put on the royal garments and sullied them. They went and did their work with it. Liamim came a time later, the king came to his servant and says, I need my royal garments back. 
the wise servants, the ones who guarded the clothing properly, they returned the clothing as they were pressed, they were in the perfect condition. The silly ones, they were dirty. They had to return to the king, the royal garments, sullied and dirty. The king was very happy with the wise servants, and he was very upset, very angry with the silly servants. Concerning the wise servants, he said, That the garments that they give back should be brought to the king's royal chambers, and these people should return to their home in peace. The silly ones, he says, The garments have to be given to the cleaners. They, they should be arrested. So the Gemara says that that's what Shleim HaMalach was saying when he said in Kehela that we should see to it that the spirit is returned to Hashem we should return our neshama the way it was given to us and that means that's the idea that our neshama is a pikadon something that's given to each and every one of us for safekeeping and safeguarding okay so that's the first step when, so when we're trying to understand what the Pasuk is talking about when it says that we have the, uh, the watchman and um and we were given, and, and, and we have to return that those garments to Hashem. Now the pasuk says that the watchman has to take an oath, right? We're going back to the pasuk, it says that we the person did a shvua, right? Because it says Adelokim Yavod Varshneim V'Nikra Baal Baisolkim. Rashi said we're talking about a shvua. What shvua? What oath do we undertake? We're if we're the watchman, if we're if the story is playing itself out in our lives and we're the watchman for Hashem, what's the oath that we take? Now here we here we have another beautiful gemara. The gemara says that each and every one of us t- undertakes an oath as soon as we're born, as we're being born. Let's see in the words of the gemara. The gemara says, "A child doesn't come out into this world before he undertakes an oath." as the pasuk says in Yeshayo. We say it in the Aleinu. That every, all knees bow to Hashem. And all, every tongue swears to, takes an oath to Hashem. Says the Gemara, We bow to Hashem. That's when the day of death. Shanemar says in Tehillim, as we, as we return to dust, we bow to Hashem. To take an oath, to swear to Hashem. To take an oath, to that's the day of our birth. Shanamar the Pasik says in Tehillim. Someone who has clean hands and a, and a clear, a pure heart. We weren't false, we didn't swear falsely. Because when we're born, we take an oath to Hashem. What's the oath each of us, each and every one of us undertakes when we're born? Tehit Sadiq Va'al Tehi Rasha. We're made to we're made to swear to be a tzadik, not to be a Russia. We're told even if everyone says we're a tzaddik, we always have to be very. Um, we should feel that we're always on, on the brink of being a Russia. We have to be very careful, never to be uh, overly confident. <clears throat> the point of the Gemara Nida, though, is that we all undertake a shvua to Hashem that we're going to be a tzaddik when we're born. Okay, so now let's put it together. The, the pieces are coming together. We're all a shomer, we're all a guard that Hashem gives his neshama to us for safekeeping, and we all undertook the shvua, that oath, telling Hashem that we're, um, 
that we're gonna we're gonna take care of the neshama. We're gonna be we're gonna keep our neshama pure, which means not to sin and to follow the ways of Torah mitzvahs. What is this pasuk saying? But sometimes the the watchman, the shemer, is poshea. He's negligent, and that's what this pasuk is talking about. Going back to the beginning of the page in that first paragraph, where we have the bold letters, "Al kol pesha." What if the watchman is negligent? What does that mean in simple words? When we are sometimes negligent and we go against our shvua, we go against our oath. So we took, we undertook, we're, we're, we're watching a neshama, a beautiful holy soul of Hashem. We undertook an oath that we'll be a tzaddik and we'll watch the soul perfectly, but sometimes we're negligent. What makes us negligent? Why are we negligent? So what does the Pasuk say? Go back to the, to the Pasuk. It says, an ox, a donkey, a sheep, and a garment. What do those four ideas represent? And here we learn a beautiful concept in Hasidus that these represent different manifestations of the Yetzir Hara, of the animal soul within ourselves. The animal soul, it's called the Nefesh Abahamis, the animal soul within ourselves, sometimes manifests itself like a ox, sometimes like a donkey, sometimes like a sheep, and sometimes like a garment. What do those mean? What are these different forms of manifestation? So, let's look here on the next line. Shor, we have in this week's Torah portion, a shor is called a shor nagach. What is, how do you say, negicha? Negicha is that it, <coughs> it, gores. It, it gores, it kicks. That's sometimes the animal within us that just rebels. It, it gores against the mitzvah, it gores against the idea of Torah. It can be very wild, it can be very abrasive. That's one manifestation of the Yitzhah Sometimes the Yitzhah is very abrasive. Sometimes we'll see people that are just extremely abrasive. To, here you have a mitzvah, here you have a dvar Torah, here you have a Tamil and they're just abrasive. That abrasiveness is called the ox manifestation of the Yitzhah Okay, what about the chamor? What's the donkey manifestation of Yitzhah So he brings a very interesting Gemara. The Gemara says, in the Shabbos, Gimel, that chamra, a donkey, a filu bitkufas tamuz, even in the heat of Tammuz, the hottest month of the year, a donkey is always cold. That's an interesting concept. I don't know what science has to say about this, but the Gemara says, and the Gemara there is talking about, it's himself the Shabbos, about the different things that a donkey is allowed to wear on Shabbos. And it says that a donkey has an interesting nature that's always cold. So if you understand that a donkey represents coldness, what does that mean in the animal soul manifestation, in the Yitzhahara manifestation of a person? That's the concept of apathy. Coldness is the opposite of passion, the opposite of warmth, the opposite of highest, of energy, of life. And sometimes a person is not like the ox that's abrasive and, and kicks and screams. Sometimes people are very not abrasive, they're just totally apathetic. Sometimes we have the apathetic side to us that I'm just totally uninspired, it just doesn't talk to me. I'm not abrasive, just apathetic. That's the donkey manifestation of the animal soul. Let's move on. Then we have the se. What's the sheep? When well, the animal soul is acting like a sheep, what's the sheep? So we have a pasuk in Yermio, se pizura Yisrael. The sheep gets just scatters. Um, there the pasuk talks, Yermio, he talks about the lion comes and all the sheep just scatter all over the place. And then once a sheep is scattered, it's not easy for the lion to come and grab it because he's away from the flock, he's scattered. And sometimes by us also, we just feel totally with no strength. Like that sheep, like the like little Shepsila, little sheep that just scattered, just got lost, and is just wandering. And what that means in our own, in the animal, in the uh, Yetzirah manifestation, 
is when we don't have any strength in our Yiddishkeit. We don't have any boldness in our Yiddishkeit. What's the first thing it says in Shulchan Aruch? A person should be az kenomir. Should be bold like a leopard. We have to be bold in our Yiddishkeit because otherwise it's very easy just to be, to follow the masses. After all, we're just, we're, we're, we're a, um, we're the minority amongst the nations. Most people don't do things the way we do. When we don't have this inner strength, when we feel like a little um, docile sheep, that we meet, we get lost. We get lost in the nations. So when our animal soul is acting like a sheep, that's when it doesn't have that strength, the inner strength, the inner boldness, the courage to stand up to the world, to face the world. Finally, what's the fourth manifestation? The garment. What's a garment? Pasuk says in Yeshayahu, Ubeged Bogdim Bagadu. The concept of a garment is the word Begida is betrayal. Why is a garment connected with betrayal? Because a garment covers over. Right? We could we could put on certain garments and nobody knows who we are. We we put on a mask, different types of masks, and suddenly nobody knows who we are. Right? So a garment is representative in Tanakh of betrayal. And the word begged, which means garment, means bogey, live gold, which is to betray. And sometimes that's another manifestation of animals our animal soul, is that we're dishonest. So we act in a certain way, but really that's not who we are. We're, we're betraying ourselves, we're betraying Hashem, we're betraying our faithfulness to Hashem, to the Torah, and that's the benefit. So when the Torah talks over here, and it's, it's fascinating how all this is the words of the Pasuk, when the Torah says, oh, we have the, the safekeeper, and the safekeeper um, is negligent, and he's negligent with the ox, he's negligent with the, with the sheep, he's negligent with the donkey, he's negligent with the garment. These are the four different types of negligence of our Yitzhar Hara, of our animal soul, our negative side of us, that using any one of these four different manifestations, we betray that, that, that neshama that we've been given for safekeeping. So suddenly we're not fulfilling what Shlomo Malach said in Kehelas, to return the spirit within the soul in the same purity the way they were received. What happens? Let's look further in the Pasuk. Asher Yomar Kihuzeh. So Kihuzeh has a whole story in the Gemara, the whole concept of Mashuas, Maidim, and Mixas comes from these words Kihuzeh. But here, following along in the vein that we're learning, he says something beautiful. Zeh refers to Hashem. We say in, in, in Az Yosha, right? Yes. That means the ultimate existence. But when we betray ourselves, when we let our animal soul take over, then what are we saying? We, we, um, we're transferring, we're mixing things up. Instead of the, the, the truth of Hashem being the ultimate existence, we start saying, eh, there's, other real, there's other things that are real, there's other things that are important. We're, we're transforming or, or transferring. The, 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 true, the truth is, the true existence by a yid is zeh. That's the only thing that really counts. But when we're betraying ourselves, when we're acting using the four different manifestations of the animal soul, then our zeh is getting lost. Our, our appreciation and our knowledge and our connection to Hashem is being uh, replaced with other things in this world that are not really important. This is what's going on here in this puzzle. Okay, so a person betrayed, a person, it's, it's really the story of our life. We're given a beautiful, wonderful neshama, and we try, but sometimes we betray our neshamas. Sometimes we act like the brazen ox. Sometimes we act like the apathetic donkey. Sometimes we act like the docile, meek sheep. Sometimes we act like the, the betrayal of the garments. 
So what do we do then? We've betrayed our safekeeping and we've gone against the oath that we undertook when we were born. So what do we do? What does the Torah say going back? What's the antidote? What's the answer? Yishalem shnayim lire'ehu. We have to pay back double to our friend. Who's our friend? Who's our ultimate friend? The Rebbeinu Shalayla, the Pasuk says, Re'acha v're'a avicha al-ta'azov. Never leave our friend. The ultimate friend is Hashem. What does it mean we have to pay back double? When we sinned, when we fell, when our animal soul took hold of us for a little bit. So let's read a piece of Tanya over here in the next line from Migeras at Shuvah, from the letter of Shuvah Perites. And the Tanya writes the following beautiful words. It says, This is what's written in the Medrash of Tanad Ve'elio. It's a Medrash based on the teachings of Eliyahu Anovi. Adam Avar Avera Vinishayiv Misa Lamako Mayase Ve'yichye. A person sinned and therefore really became culpable of a death punishment to Hashem. What should one do to live? If until now he only learned one daf, he should now double his efforts to learn two dafim. Until now he learned one perik of Mishnah, Yishana base prakim, now he should learn two prakim. In other words, when we have to do tshuva, we have to double our efforts. When we, when we messed up, so to speak, when we, when we were negligent, then going back to the Pasuk, you have to pay koifel, you have to double it. And he says, the Tani says a beautiful uh, metaphor, he says, If you have a rope that got torn, what do you do? If, if I have a rope, but then somewhere there's a tear, so you make a big knot over there, and suddenly that place is the, is the toughest, the tightest, because it has to be doubly tight. When, and the same thing is, we all are connected to Hashem with that rope, Yaakov Chevel Nachaloso, the rope of Torah Mitzvahs. But if we, if we were negligent, if it tore, we have to double our efforts. And that's what the Torah is telling us when it says you have to double and you have to pay double, you have to, you have to redouble our efforts. When we have to do tshuva, we have to get back on track, so to speak. And then what happens? Then what happens is that all of those negative traits can be transformed to become positive traits. And now we have the last four ideas that we have on the page of Psukim that show how those four manifestations can be used positively. It can become holy manifestations. We'll see one by one. Pasuk and Mishle. Virav Tvuos Bekoach Shor. That ox that we said before had a negative manifestation that it's abrasive and that it gores and that it kicks. On the other hand, the axe is also the one that gives raft tvuos. It's the one that's able to plow and bring more and more um, growth to wheat and to, 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 to all the, all the um, everything that grows from the earth. The axe has tremendous power when it's harnessed correctly. It brings raft tvuos. It brings all the food that we have. So that negativity, when transformed positively, that axe becomes a positive manifestation of our godly soul. Then we have in Bereshis, in Parshas Vayichi, when Yaakov Avinu wants to bless his son Yisachar, what does he bless him with? Yisachar Chamor Gorem. Yisachar is the ultimate donkey. What's the donkey that he carries? The load of Torah. Yisachar, it says, from his, uh, from his descendants were the Sanhedrin. And they were the ones that did Kiddush HaChadosh. Why? Because they had that oil Torah, like that donkey that was able to carry those heavy loads and never gets tired. So that donkey that we said had the negative manifestation of apathy turns around to be the donkey that carries the yoke of Torah. What about the, the sheep 
that sheep that we said is so docile, it's, it's, it's all over the place, it's spread. What does the Pasuk say in Tehillim? Ta'isi kiseh oved. I'm lost like a lost sheep. Baki shavdecha. I'm asking Hashem to bring me close to Him. The docile nature of the sheep allows to be pulled towards Hashem. So that it could be negative because I don't have a backbone. Because I don't have the, the boldness of the leopard. And therefore I have no backbone so I'm lost in the world. Or that could be the ability that I should be pulled towards Kedusha. Because I'm like a sheep. You can pull me straight to Hashem. And finally, the garments. That we said garments represent betrayal. But those garments can also become the most beautifying garments. Like the Pasuk says in Shir Hashirim, That Hashem talks to us and He says, the, the fragrance of your garments is like the fragrance of Levonon, which refers to Besam Mikdash. So that the garments can become beautifying. Garments can be used for betrayal, could cover over our true essence, or garments can beautify us. And that all happens when we turn it around. So the person was Takeya Shomer, and we were a safekeeper, and we were given a neshama for safekeeping. And we used the negative manifestations of the animal soul, and therefore we were negligent, and we were negligent in our oath. But when we turn around and we pay kefal, that means we redouble our efforts, like we brought from the Tanah Zvei then now we learn extra and we do mitzvahs extra, we tighten that knot with Hashem, then we're able to transform that all those negative manifestations become to the contrary, become positive manifestations, helping us get closer and closer to the Rebbeinu Shalom and strengthen our tie with Him. And all this goes to conclude with the last idea from the Gemara, Brachas, Daf Nundalad, Amdalad, famous Gemara, where it says, V'haftas Hashem alokecha b'chalavavcha that we're told we're to love Hashem with all of our hearts, but the word levavcha has two bases. It could have said, b'chalibcha, your heart, says the Gemara, b'shnei yitzrecha, because the ultimate kavana, the ultimate purpose, is when we're able to turn around our yitzrecha, turn around those negative manifestations, that negative action, the negative sheep, and the negative donkey, and the negative garments, and make them doubly connected to Hashem, so that the ox becomes a provider of tremendous positive energy, and the donkey becomes someone that carries the yoke of Torah, and the sheep is pulled towards Hashem, and the garments become beautifying garments, when we're able to use even those parts of us that could be negative, and in our in the avodah, in the service of tshuva, to turn them around and make them a positive, um, positive um, help in our avodah Hashem and coming closer to Hashem. Dafka after the sin to become strengthened and tight and, and have a tighter connection than even beforehand. Yes.